Welcome back to another episode of One of Us Has to Be Right. So sorry, my... I was about to... I was about to say some bad words, making fun of myself. Sorry that I did not get that episode out to you guys last week. It's been hectic, but we now have our new schedule. We will be yep. recording Tuesday nights. We're going to just, you know, have a decompression on what we saw on Sunday and what we're looking forward to in some other sports throughout the rest of the week. And we're going to get episodes to you the, Wednesday or by Thursday, the end, I think. Yeah, by the end of the week. Definitely before Friday. Um, so... We're going to just start it off with uh, Scary Good, Scary Bad. Josh, let's hear it. Yeah, so my Scary Bad is the situation that's going on in Philly right now with one Ben Simmons. Mm. So Ben Simmons comes out speaking through his agent, I believe, and goes, I'm never playing another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. Which I think I think it's the first time that someone's ever held out for being bad. Yeah, honestly. Like, I think that... There's been so many where they're holding out because they're like, wow, I'm getting underpaid, or I'm... I want a new deal, you know? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a situation in which someone says, I was the worst player on my team for an entire playoff run. Run me my check. Yeah. Or get me out of here. It's not even run me my check. He said, I'm never playing for this organization again. Yeah, which, like, I understand. I understand where he's coming from. Um, because if every single person on my team hated me, I'd probably want out too. But well, yeah, and the, the fans fact, hate him, and oh, it's not fans. it's not it's not good to have Philly fans upset at you. No, I mean we saw that with like To McNabb a little mm-hmm. bit there. Um, but I mean Ben Simmons is acting like a diva. I think he uh, I think he uh, effed one too many Kardashians, and now he's starting oh. to pick up on their tendencies. <laughs> he's got so, the Kardashian curse. Yeah, so like get that man out of. Get that man out of Philly. I've like the the only problem that I foresee is that the Philly fans want to get something back from him, and and they're not. Honestly, I well, and here's the thing: is I don't even think that the fans want something. I think the fans are willing to trade him for a bag of chips and a hoagie. I think that it's more the fact that the GM Daryl Morey is like, yeah, let's get two first round picks, two second round picks, and like, and Dame, and Dame. yeah, and and Dame Willard. It's like. A ridiculous asking price for a guy who was literally the worst, uh, the worst player on his team for an entire playoff run. And I sent something to you on Instagram. They just released the rankings for uh, 2K22, and right now Ben Simmons is rated at an 84, which is the same rating that he had. <laughs> oh my god! The same rating that he had when he came into the league as a rookie. And I saw this one meme. I don't know if you saw it, but it was the only reason that Ben Simmons is holding out of uh, practice is because he can't get out of his house after all the bricks that he used to build it. Yeah, dude. I mean, the you you mentioned bricks. Four players. Four players who have a higher three point rating on two K twenty two. DeAndre Jordan, Boban Marjanovic, Javale McGee, and Dwight Howard all have higher three point ratings Boban than a, than a guy. Marjanovic. Than a guy, than a guy who plays the point guard. Like I mean, obviously they yeah. he projects as a, a as a three ten. too, a six ten point guard. I remember thinking that this guy was going to be the absolute truth, and now he's just absolutely crap in the bed. Up you know there something Philly. something's going on over there in Philly. You know Ben Simmons was supposed to fix his shot. Markel Fultz was supposed to fix his, that shot. Josh Richardson was supposed to get a better shot. And just they just simply cannot. They need to get lethal shooter out there. You know. Yeah, get that spiked rim and 
get them to shoot in that uh, <laughs> the one that's the size of the basketball. Yeah. Mo- moving on though, my scary good, and this is a topic that came up at work today, is when you look at a lot of other sports leagues, right? You usually have your top of the top of the crop and your bottom of the barrel. Like you look at the AL East right now, and you've got the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Blue Jays, all jockeying for position in the AL East. But of course, you also have the team like the Orioles, who's sitting at like 47. They've already lost 100 games this season. And there's a a divide in competition. Like you've got your people who are super, super good and super, super bad. And there's just like not a lot of middle ground. And my scary good has been the level of competition that we've seen in the NFL this year. Okay. We're not seeing a lot of super, super great play. We're not seeing a lot of super, super awful play. We're seeing a lot of gray area play. We're seeing the Ravens come back and beat the Chiefs 36-35. Crazy with, game. With not great like with not great squad. We're seeing the Raiders and the Broncos both at 2-0. and We're seeing the Panthers take down the Saints, who just beat the Packers 38-3. So yeah. I, think that, I think we're seeing a lot of up and down, but we're also seeing a lot of middle ground. Like... I don't know if you watched the game last night, Packers Lions. I did not. But the, no. The first half of that game, the Lions were leading seventeen fourteen, and that first yeah. drive of the game, they were looking incredible. The problem was that in the second half, we lost one of our starting corners in an already weak secondary, and then Aaron Rodgers decided he wasn't playing around anymore and, and <laughs> started doing Aaron Rodgers things. But that thirty-eight seventeen final score doesn't reflect, or 35-7, whatever the final score was, doesn't yeah, reflect yeah. the effort that was put up in the first half because the Packers came out and scored three unanswered touchdowns in the second half. But it's, it was 17-14 at half. So I mm-hmm. think that you were seeing, I think we're seeing a lot more equally balanced games. Texans coming out and, you know, crushing that w- week one and then looking decent last week against the Browns. Not great, but decent. Yeah, now Davis Mills is playing. Ooh. Yeah. But all in all, you're looking at an NFL that doesn't have the, you know, same degrees of good and bad that you see in the NBA, that you see in the MLB, that you see for a little bit in in hockey and soccer as well. I think the NFL is right now the most equal of any sports league. And and we'll see see what happens. We'll see what happens over time. But it seems as though that the bad teams are playing up and the great teams are kind of playing down right now, and they're all kind of just playing right in that middle ground. Well, here's the thing. I feel like I'm so used to, like, by, like, week seven, it's like, oh, man, we still have ten teams that are 7-0 and right now. We're yeah. here. We have, like, what, like five, maybe six five teams or six, that are 2-0? and five or six teams. And one of them are the, the – we got the Panthers, the Broncos. Panthers and like, the Broncos. And Raiders. <laughs> and Raiders. Yeah. Well, I told, you, I told you, I told you, I called it on that playoff episode that the Raiders just always find a way to stay in contention way to the end of those playoffs, so they yeah. might snag that wild card spot. Just throwing that one out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what Derek Carr's doing. I like what John Gruden's dog. doing. Derek Carr's and, been a dog. Yeah, Fresno I, Bull dog. I picked him up as a, a third quarterback in a league that I'm in with two QBs, so I'm mm. excited to see if – because, I mean, people are so quick to forget that he had an MVP caliber season five years back, four years back. Yeah. And people can say the same thing of Carson Wentz, who had the most Carson Wentz injury ever happen to him with two – Baker. Yeah, sorry, you keep going. I'll just mute the mic if he starts barking again. But he had 
No, I mean two sprained ankles. Yeah. Like diff- at the same time, he has he currently has two ankle sprains. How yeah. does that even happen? I dude, this man is made out of like pop tart crust. <laughs> it's crazy. He has glass it's bones actually and paper skin. <laughs> Every morning I wake up. <laughs> he All really right. is that meme though. But yeah, passing no, it on to seriously. you. What's your scary? What's your scary good and bad? You know, I didn't really think about this yet. Well, I mean, I thought about it. Sorry, that was going to sound really bad. I didn't think about using this as my scary good. But, I mean, we called it, but that NFC West is looking so fun. Oh, so fun. Oh, my Lord. You have the Ravens at 2 Ravens, wow. The Rams at 2-0 and playing phenomenal football. Yeah. K-1's looking like an MVP front runner. I know it's only week two. Chandler Jones picking up so many sacks. DPOI right there, yeah. Yeah. And then you got um, – you. What, What's that other team that's two and zero over the there? The Forty Niners. The Forty Niners, the one that I, the one that I picked to win the division last uh, two weeks ago, and even the Seahawks still putting up numbers, but that defense is so bad, and we'll get there. But my scary good, and I know you guys didn't get to hear it last week because <laughs> I really messed that one up, but I was saying how much more faith I had in Lamar Jackson, and you know the yeah. dead silence isn't going to mean as much this recording since Josh already knows how I feel but you know I thought that he was that after watching him play against that Raiders game week one that his pocket presence was so much better and he was really looking like a solid QB not just an athlete not always looking to tuck and run he was throwing check downs taking sacks which was opening up the seam a little bit more for him and obviously he's going to run circles around anybody that he's playing with obviously but he was looking a lot more like a QB1, and I said, I didn't think that they were going to beat the Chiefs. They ended up beating them. Um, he didn't look as good of a, as like as a quarterback, but he, he's that athlete that the Ravens drafted, and he played to what he needed to play for. Well, that, that the Ravens drafted late in the first round. Like, yeah. We've seen much, much worse picks taken at the end of the first round that like never pan out to anything. Like I, I, I mean, Josh you, Rosen? You can, no, Josh Ooh. Rosen was number ten. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But like but Tim like, Couch, Brandon Whedon, top no Tim, no, top Tim five. Couch was early. Tim Couch was yeah, early. Brandon no, Whedon like was Brand, late though. Brandon Whedon was Johnny like Manziel. Johnny Manziel. But like again, and not even talking quarterbacks. Like the who's the uh, the tackle from the Titans who literally was like, I'm not playing another game. He pulled up Ben Simmons and they're like, bro, you gave up like five sacks in the one game that you played. Like who do you think Isaiah Win? No, yeah. not Isaiah. Not Isaiah uh, Wynn. No, Isaiah, no, Isaiah Wynn's The kid solid. from Georgia. No, the kid yes. from Georgia, though. Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn's balling up there in New England. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, the, the, I think it's Isaiah Jackson or something like that. But whatever. Yeah. John's, John's probably screaming what his name is right now. <laughs> but he's just like. Georgia Bulldog. I mean, he, but he came out and he played awful. And he was an end of the first round pick. And there's guys throughout history who have absolutely come out and underperformed. So it, I don't think it's a big deal that someone like Lamar Jackson has already won an MVP. They're like, oh, but he's not taking him to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Like, he, oh, to he me that came matters. In, he, came that in, matters. And, he came in and replaced Joe Flacco and then ended up balling out into the post. Like, you, like they're still winning games. Like, yeah. they are not a losing franchise. Like, Absolutely not. I think, like, you, I think if you drafted him number one overall and he hasn't won you a Super Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes out here getting drafted in like the the, the I think number ten. Mahomes I think it was out here like getting drafted. Seven. I don't know, but like still, I yeah. like towards the end of the top ten, top fifteen. Yeah, and 
but like Lamar out here in the the late first round, and everyone's like, "Oh, Lamar Jackson's like not doing what he should." Dude, he was a late first round pick. Like, the yeah. expectations have to be a little bit lower than they are for someone like Baker Mayfield, than they are for someone like Sam Darnold, than they are for someone like Zach Wilson. Which I know that's a perfect segue oh, right now. Oh man, that's the perfect segue right the now. The fans don't get to be surprised. That's my scary bad Zach Wilson. Wow, what an abysmal performance we saw out of this man's. He was seeing he ghosts. Was seeing ghosts. <laughs> no, you did it. No, you did it. We did not plan that. Dude, we are did we not best plan friends? That. Are, are we going to kiss? Oh, my God. That was so funny. We did not plan that. No. Like, we, we, like I knew that he was going to talk about Zach Wilson, but the fact that we said that in that moment. At the exact same time. That just solidifies. We That's are, crazy. We are. We are we share one brain cell, Justin. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. No, seriously, though. All right, so this man seeing ghosts out here. He went 19 for 33, four picks. is a terrible stat yeah. line. He turned, it, he turned it around at the end, but his but, first yeah. two throws were picks. <laughs> his first – he had three picks in his first four attempts. Um, like, come on. Uh, he had a 37 passer rating. And I hate the stats. I hate the stats that are like, if you just spiked the ball every play, you would have a 38 passer rating. Zach Wilson played worse if you just spiked the ball every play. Shut up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will yeah, say his QB. I will say his QBR. He had an 8.8 QBR. Out of 100. Like, <laughs> like total QBR, crazy. right? Yeah. yeah, 8.8. Yeah, no touchdowns, obviously. I don't get me wrong. Bill Belichick loves eating up some rookie quarterbacks for lunch, but. That's that's when Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts was against the, the Patriots secondary three years back. And speaking of rookie quarterbacks and the Patriots, we're going to oh, now man. segue into some of these quarterback play that we have seen out of these rookies. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, little bit of Justin Fields. A little bit of Trey Lance. A little bit of Trey Lance. And we will be seeing Davis Mills next week. And... I don't know. I don't know who you want to start with, but I feel like we haven't argued enough. And if you want, we can get straight to the point because we know damn well who I'm going to die on a hill for. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking now, going through, and just mm-hmm. specifically looking. So I think that yards is not – like right now I'm looking at stats and it's giving me yards, and I don't yeah. think that that's what – I don't think that that's what I want to show off per se. No, um, I, I don't I'm either. Look- I'm looking at passer rating out of 158 right now, which, believe it or not, the leader for a team that you already said, Russell Wilson is balling with a 147 QBR out of 158. Oh, that's nice. Someone who also is chilling. Sorry. Justin Justin Jefferson has a 112.5 QBR right now. What? Dude, that makes me so mad. He threw a touchdown. Or no. Yes. No, he just completed one pass for 11 yards. He now has 112.5. That's like, that's, like, that's like when you're playing on franchise mode in Madden and you like go to the stats and you see like just like some random like backup only played like one snap and he has a higher QBR rating than you and you're like, yeah. dude, what? Like, what's, what's the like, point of this? You mean like Jordan Love who went 5 of 7 for, four, or for 68 yards and he has a 102 QBR? Yeah, there it but is. But getting, in, getting into the rookies... I mean, we can bring up the fact that Trey Lance is 127. He literally completed one pass for a touchdown in five yards. That's not who I'm going to talk about here. Mac Jones, 51 mm. for 60, 51 for 69, 74 
74% completion percentage to That's go along disgusting. with 467 yards. Now, I will say the place that he's very limited is that they've been just running it a lot in the red zone, which I think is yeah. more Bill Belichick learning from Pete Carroll and just being like, I don't want to throw it with a rookie quarterback in the red zone where everyone's kind of contained. You've got 11 yep. players contained in like a 12-yard, 12, 12 to 15-yard space. But only one touchdown, no interceptions for him. He's done a very good job of just playing a playing a dink and dunk under control brand of football like he hasn't been out here slinging it 40 50 yards he's literally just been playing slants playing coverages playing out like out routes in routes just playing very methodical but it's yeah. it's worked and that's the well, thing is like if it's if it's working then keep it working well here's here's the thing that i you know i loved i i told you the number one thing that i had mac jones um, as a prospect, was the accuracy and his IQ. That was that was my favorite thing about Mac Jones coming into this draft, and getting drafted by the Patriots. He's going to put him in a system that he can just play to his strengths. And you know, I I tell everybody when they ask me, probably seventh round of their fantasy draft. Oh, well, there's so these running backs are on the board. Who should I take? I go Damian Harris. Bill Belichick wants to yeah. take that pressure off of Mac Jones, and he has, and Mac Jones has been succeeding. And, you know, they're winning. They're, they're one and one. They played a really, really close game. Week one absolutely slaughtered the Jets. And Mac Jones is in a great, great spot. The anticipation is coming out of his hands really, really nice. And, yeah. you know, I, like I said, I was, I was a big fan of his accuracy. And throwing 74% is absolutely unreal for a rookie. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that what... Bill Belichick has done very similar to what he did with Brady, just yeah. trying to keep it very controlled. It's a completely different style of offense than they were running under Cam Newton. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, we we all saw it coming. It's working. Yeah, like, this was Cam not Newton still doesn't have a job. Yeah, for good Ooh, reason. But just saying, I'll pass. I'll pass. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the Texans pick him up? No, that'd no. be crazy. They're, they would start to Sean Watson before they bring in Cam Newton. And that's a hot take. And that's a hot take. Well, one of them start to Sean Watson or move him. Now, looking at the bottom part, so we've already – Mac Jones is the only one who has above an 80 QBR right now. And mm-hmm. actually, he's the only one who has above a 60 QBR right now <laughs> of, these, of these rookie oh, quarterbacks man. not named – not also named Trey Lance. Yes. Um now, as you look at these other guys, you get into, um, like we already said, Davis Mills. We get into Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Those guys all have QBRs at the moment under 60. Yes. Tied or at 58.1 with eight, or eight completions on 18 attempts, 102 yards, with a touchdown and an interception is Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Next one down, 42 for 84, 450 yards, a 57.1 passer rating, four touchdowns, five interceptions, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Next one down, Zach Wilson, 39 for 70, 468 yards, two touchdowns, five interceptions, and a 56.1 QBR. Mm-hmm. And then bottom on the list, eight for 15, 70 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception, Justin Fields. Yeah, so, you know, here's the thing that we need to think about when we listen to stats coming out of these young quarterbacks. Obviously, obviously, attempts. we know that, yes, attempts, but we know that 
the guys drafted one and two don't have as much of a complete roster around them. Not an excuse to, to not play up to their potential, but, you know, you look at guys like Mac Jones who gets put with the greatest NFL coach of all time, and he's doing phenomenal. Yeah. But then, then we look at guys like Davis Mills, who's who was drafted sixty fifth, but would have like that team had the number one pick. Yeah, well, they had number three or 60, 60, 67, Sorry. Yeah, but you know it's 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 just those situations. Now, I will say Zach Wilson scares me. If I'm a Jets fan, I I don't know if you saw John's text in the group chat. He said he's going up to East Rutherford on Monday to the practice facility. Just so, or not East Rutherford. Uh, Florham Park, that's where the Jets practice. He goes, I'm yeah. going to Florham Park because I can't stand to see another Jets QB bust. Now, I want to hear what you have to say about T-Law or Zach Wilson, too, because I did bring him up. Justin Fields, I feel like I haven't seen enough yet to comment on him, but he's starting next no. week. Andy yep. Dalton now with the knee injury. But I want to hear what you have to say definitely about Trevor Lawrence. If you have more things to say about Zach Wilson after that scary bad segment – Please go for it, but I want to hear what you have to say about T-Law first, and then I'd like to die on this hill for him. Well, here's here's the big thing, is that the the reason why Trevor Lawrence scares me is the fact that he's only been sacked twice. There's not a lot of, like, a lot of the times when you have a really bad team, mm-hmm. you like to chalk it up to, like, oh, he's not playing well because their offensive line isn't holding up. It's, it's the whole David Carr situation. Drafted number one it, overall, getting battered by the Texans, didn't have a career for it. Exactly. Now, that's someone, again, Trevor Lawrence has been sacked twice. His longest throw is 40, or his longest completion, excuse me, is 40 yards. He's had seven passes of longer than 20 yards, one pass of longer than 40. Um, but the thing that really throws me off is the fact that he's had decent protection. Mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at Zach Wilson, he's had eight passes of 20 or more yards, so one more. He has the same amount of passes for 40 or more yards, but he's been sacked 10 times already. Disgusting. That's like he leads the league in sacks taken at 10. And that might be a little bit because he's getting out of the pocket and he's taking sacks. But the fact that in two games, you've been sacked 10 times in a 17-game season, you're on pace for 80 sacks, <laughs> which would obliterate any record ever held. Russell Wilson wouldn't even be able to talk. No, but that's, that's and that's with Makai Becton and like, you know what I mean? Like, there are people well, on I, that Becton, line. Becton's going to be out for a little bit. But, yeah, because he, we went, Elijah went Ver- that, he went, Elijah Vera Tucker, yeah, he went down in that, uh, Makai Becton went down in that first game. Yeah, and then Elijah Vera Tucker, a rookie, you know, is hopefully a plug-and-play guy. If you held a gun to my head, I probably could not name another Jets O-lineman that's starting right now. I'd probably know the no. name if you, if Nick, you said it, but Nick nothing comes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is in 2014. Yeah, what gets me about Zach Wilson is the fact that if you looked at some of those interceptions, some of them were bobbles. But for the most part, it was an underthrown pass, an overthrown pass, and then two bobbles. Like, there should have definitely been two interceptions. The fact that there was four, he got a little bit unlucky. But he's still out here, like, two touchdowns. He's not really getting it done. Mm -hmm. And you look at Trevor, like, four touchdowns, five interceptions. I just don't think there's as much of an excuse for Trevor 
to be at the level that he's at right now. Like, you I, you can say that Urban Meyer has been absolutely god-awful, which I would agree with you 100%. And I could I, agree for taking that my he's first also, talking point. But he, I, there's also the fact that he's just been trying to get accustomed to the fact that he's not winning every game, that he doesn't have top talent around him. So he's adjusting to the fact that he's playing defenses that are a lot better than what he would get playing a regular ACC school. But yeah. for the guy who's heralded as the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning, like, here, I'll, I'll give it to you. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions and still holds the record for most interceptions yeah, in a year. I, I did I just take – did I just no, take your second no, talking point? No, I hate when people try to compare Trevor Lawrence is like, oh, he has all these interceptions. Oh, well, Peyton Manning threw that many interceptions. Shut up to those people that are trying to defend Trevor using Peyton Manning stats. I hate that. I mean, that's the only person that people have compared him to for the last five years. Yeah. So it makes sense that they are doing it. However, I just think that there's not as much of an excuse they're both under first-year head coaches. They both were number one and number two, depending on how a couple of games shaked out. They could have been in reverse situations. I just, I think they're both playing awful, and there's no, there's no silver lining if you're either, either franchise. Like these guys just aren't playing up to snuff. And I know it's only been two games, but I'm just, I'm just not excited to see how the rest of this shakes out. Let, let me ask you this, Josh. Who are you more concerned about, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson right now? I think because of the fact that he rose up draft boards so much, Zach Wilson. Okay. Because of the fact that I don't think he should have been drafted number two. Okay. No, that – I mean, I I kind of had a pity throw him in there at my number two based on tangibles. But like I said, a big factor for me was the level of talent that he was playing against. and. Yeah. I've, I've said that before. I was like, you know, obviously he's been balling out against what he's been playing, but I, he's playing against D3 bums that, you know, are athletes, but they're definitely not NFL caliber athletes. Here's the thing. No. Here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence watching these games, <clears throat> I don't think he's scared. I don't think he's necessarily trying to do too much all the time when he's losing. I think that he forces situations when he doesn't need to, and I think he's not being he's not being play called to his strengths. If you have a thousand yard rusher the previous season, why do you only give him the ball five times in a game? Yeah. If you have three first down ten yard runs called back for holdings. What do you do in those situations? Those are three and outs at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yes, there's been sloppy play uh, on the team as a whole, and he's not been in situations where he's used to being Trevor Lawrence, golden boy, just slinging it. Wherever he yeah. wants to, Justin Ross is always open. You know, like, that's that's not the situation here. I don't get why they're having him roll out of the pocket when, when he's had so much protection – some some of his worst interceptions are designated like designated play action boots and his feet aren't set around him and these NFL receivers are a little faster than these college guys these corners and safeties are making cuts on these passes that he's not used to making so he doesn't know how much velocity to put on there or there but I will say that I do like that he doesn't get rattled by things that's just watching him 
Every single time he comes out on that football field, it's a new situation. But in those new situations, he's always behind, no matter what, no matter what's going on. You know. Yeah. And this right now is just sounding like me ranting about the Jaguars for a second, and that could very well be true. The screwdrivers are starting to hit, but <laughs> <laughs> but Trevor Lawrence, I'm I don't think that I'm worried about him yet. I don't think I'm going to be worried about him all throughout his rookie year, regardless of his play. I think he's playing with enough moxie, and he's putting enough balls in the right places and making enough right reads in order to be continually successful, unlike Zach Wilson, where I think he's relying on his athleticism, where he's at a point where that's not going to get you where it did in high school. You can't just outrun this edge because he's faster than your own running back and your receivers now. Then you're going to need to make this off-balance throw, but guess what? You have, like, Tyron Matthew breaking over the top of the field. You don't just have, you don't just have, like, Andrew Wingard coming over the top of the field for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I will say that the play calling and sloppiness of the Jaguars is a huge reflection on why Trevor's numbers are down. I haven't been paying attention too, too, too much to the Jets. Could also be the situation. New front office, new front, um, new, new head coach, OC, everything. But I'm just upset with the way that the Jaguars are trying to utilize Trevor Lawrence as their savior and not realize that he's a rookie. And rookies still need to adjust to the NFL. You have a thousand yard rusher and you don't yeah. run him at all. I like it's just stupid things like that and, and they and his his first game, the receivers had seven drops. He's putting the ball where he needs to a lot of times, but he's just always in bad situations and, and he's playing hero ball and not living to, to play another down, you know? Yeah. That's my little rant on things, but I will say that we are both right in that Trevor Lawrence is less scary to deal with than Zach Wilson right now. No, no, I mean, if you're looking at... I I think it's specifically because of the fact that Trevor Lawrence had three great seasons at Clemson. This is... In the the NFL, this is his first regular season loss he's ever had from high school to now. Yeah. First oh, regular season. Like, that's that's such a crazy stat. And I don't think it's throwing him off, per se, but it's just crazy that he's never faced adversity like that. No, and I don't think I don't think he ever had to play. Like, I, I think we saw it when he was down in games, like, in the national championship game and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also the first time that he was really facing competition at the level that he was. And, and like, he wasn't again, performing phenomenally either in those situations. No. But if you look at the other side of the coin, if we're talking about Zach Wilson here, this is a guy who went uh, 12, uh, well, I think it was 12 and 7, like 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Um, basically what I'm saying is that he had one good year at mm-hmm. BYU. He was, he was constantly... Against, like, against subpar talent. Against, he was an independent conference. They cherry-picked their own schedule. Yep. Like so, it's that's what throws me off with Zach Wilson is that he rose up draft boards for one good season in which he had decent talent around him, and albeit he also got better, but I just think that t- taking him too was just not like it's not like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or any of those guys might have been better. Yeah, I, I mean, even Trey Lance hasn't proved 
himself at the college level, in my opinion. He's another no. had one good season. Mac yeah. Jones only played one year as like a full time starter. You know, like like there, there are so many of these guys that that were just so unknowns coming into this draft, and now they're being exposed. But now the question is, are they going to be able to fix that? Like Mac Jones, unknown, but. He's doing what he needs to do. He's in a phenomenal situation, and he's performing phenomenally. Yeah. We'll see how Justin I mean, Fields plays next week, though. We will see that, how he starts and finishes a game. Yeah, because, I mean, they don't have another quarterback. Like, they, like these other teams just don't have another quarterback like the 49ers do with Jimmy G. But yeah. moving on, we've talked about we've talked ad nauseum about <laughs> Justin I'll Fields. Talk all, or, I'll talk all day about The rookie quarterback situation. I'll talk all day about um, what we're going to do now is we're going to break it up a little bit. Justin's going to take defensive players, and I'm going to take offensive players, and we're just going to chat about a couple of guys that we expected big seasons from that aren't producing thus far and people that we weren't necessarily expecting a lot out of that have come out and shocked us. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to do the players that have disappointed us back and forth and then go into the, the players who have shocked us. So I'll start off. I've got offensive guys. People who the people who have disappointed me are all rookies, and I get that that's mm. not fair. I get that it's not fair. Wait, but... you're not gonna drop? You're not gonna drop? Oh, you're not gonna drop his name? Who? The disappointing receiver that we were talking about before the. Oh, we can we, we can drop. Actually, you know what? Let me let me drop him as well. Um, Thank you. I I think one I think one is a is a cop out answer. If I say Kadarius Tony. Um, Two receptions, negative <laughs> that two group yards. That was so funny. <laughs> that made my day. Like, like this message if you have more NFL receiving yards than Kadarius Tony um, and Elijah and then, Moore. Well, here, here's the thing: is that Elijah Moore now five receptions, forty-four yards. He mm. towards the end of that game, he actually got a couple of catches from from Zach Wilson there. So uh, they were they were my cop out answer. Uh, I think that the true cop out answer, or the the non cop out answer that I'm about to give is someone who got drafted incredibly high in fantasy football uh, even though even though he was a mid-round draft pick uh, and probably shouldn't have been drafted that high in fantasy it was just based <laughs> off of training camp stuff and his name is Trey Sermon. Oh, this is someone who I expected to absolutely pop That was off not this year. who I thought you were going to drop real quick for no Who you who do you think? <laughs> Maybe you'll touch on him later. I don't think so. Well, I'll bring him up if you don't. Okay, deal. No, I mean, you look at Trey Sermon, he has one rush for eight yards, and this was a guy who was expected to be the bell cow back once Raheem Mostert went out, and instead they're getting it. it. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty, like, they've got four guys that they're, you know, they were switching around, and Trey Sermon got one carry in that first game, and then he basically sat the second game. So, as someone who is expecting a lot out of Trey Sermon, who I drafted yeah. him in one of my leagues, it's just been so, so difficult to watch him. And then the one name that we you wanted me to say <laughs> that I didn't that I didn't initially say is the third wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings, and his name is Justin <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> oh my! This is a Justin Jefferson in receptions right now. He is behind both. Well, the funny thing is he's behind Stephon Diggs, but that's just funny in its own right. He's behind K.J. Osborne. Who? K.J. Osborne <laughs> who? and Adam Thielen in receptions. Mm. I will say, I did, I did think Adam Thielen was going to pop off this year. You can ask John. I was willing to trade my left kidney for him in fantasy. 
Yeah, Jamal Williams, a backup running back on the Lions, has the same amount of catches as Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like you can't you can't win football games or like expect to be a top five wide receiver if you're getting out out touched by KJ Osborne. I don't even know who even is this guy. Never heard of him. But here's he the thing. Fifth, here's the thing. He was a fifth round pick out of Miami. KJ Osborne in twenty twenty. Here's the thing. Vikings are putting up hella numbers, hella points, and Justin Jefferson, before the season, we literally had a whole segment on it where him and DK Metcalf, excuse me, him and DK Metcalf gave their top five, and Justin Jefferson put himself in his own top five, and he's yeah. been absolutely eating it this year, and it makes me so happy to see. There are only a few players that I wish not success on, and Justin Jefferson, my God, I'm glad he's getting humbled right now, and yeah. I can't even imagine... If he was in those press conference interviews post like post game, and he was like he was like oh yeah just wait till next week, just wait till next week. You know I hope I hope to God that he stays under thirty yards next week. I don't even know who the yeah. Vikings are playing, but I want the I want him to stay under thirty yards just to just to say that we called it on the pod. Eleven catches, one hundred and thirty six yards, and a touchdown. You look at some people who have similar numbers to him. Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 135 yards, three touchdowns. Michael <laughs> Pittman, Michael Pittman, 11 receptions, 152 yards, and two touchdowns for him. Like, yeah. really? Like, you look at – well, the crazy thing is if you look at yards in the top five, it's Debo, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, which is yeah, insane. Yeah, makes no sense and then if you, if you look at touchdowns, someone who I wasn't expecting to do good who's popping off my last one, Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. 12 receptions, 129 yards, four tutties. He's leading the league in touchdown receptions. Um, you want to, wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. How many catches did Justin Jefferson have? Oh, 11. How many yards did he have? Um, he had, yeah, I think he has 30 yards more than Gronk. No, 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 no. I'm just asking total right now. I'm looking at uh, a player. I think, I think 156. He, had, he has 156? Uh, Yeah. Oh, never mind. One, was... one, hold on. No, wait, hold on. No, 136, sorry. Marvin Jones has 11 catches, 132, and two touchdowns. Yeah. You, Feeling. You're playing Feeling as well. 15 for 131 and two tutties. Like you're playing as well as, as Marvin Jones. No disrespect to Marvin Jones. Love the man. But yeah. you're putting yourself in the top five, and that's the level that you're putting up without a but... rookie quarterback and the worst defense in the NFL. Okay. Like I get good. it. I get it. It's been it's been two two weeks. But don't like, care. One one more name that I'm just gonna throw out there that you got you gave me crap for. Henry Ruggs, seven for one fifty nine and three touchdowns right now. Because mm. another person who I, I didn't think he was gonna play. Well it's someone it's someone who I wanted to ball out. But here's the other car. Here's the other thing. If 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 Henry Ruggs doesn't catch that one fifty yard a touchdown pass to seal the game against the Steelers, you would not be dropping his name right now. That was one good one good read that Derek Carr had when Minka Fitzpatrick blew a coverage. Just throwing that I mean, one yeah, out there. I guess I, six, I'm just six, for that six for 102 touchdowns still isn't – I mean, that's that's one game for Aaron Jones, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, a running back. But now, now who's been popping off for you on defense, either that you weren't expecting – or sorry, who's been disappointing you? Um, disappointing I guess me. We, I guess we kind of hit both. I guess I kind of did my popping off and disappointing there. Okay. I'll, I'll make it fast. I'll make it fast. Yeah, we can, um, com- we can combine. So, my scary... Wow, that was bad. I was about to say my scary bad. Um, 
somebody who's been very disappointing right now is the entire Seattle defensive line. And that's such that's such a cop-out thing to say. But listen to this. Bobby Wagner, through two games, has 33 total tackles. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, has 20 total tackles. Keandre Diggs, their safety, 19 total tackles. Jamal Adams, 14 total tackles. There is no D-line whatsoever on the Seahawks. And... It is going straight to the second level, and that's why they lost that game last week to the Titans. They had they had the game. They were keeping them in check, but the second that you're going to let Derrick Henry run laps around you because you're not going to tackle him at the first level, and unless you're Bobby Wagner, potentially Jamal Adams in that second level, you're not getting Derrick Henry down. You know, Julio Jones running crazy on them because uh, there's no pass rush to hit Ryan Tannehill whatsoever. That Seattle D-line, disgusting. Yeah, that's, Gonna, that's awful. Like, they're yeah. just getting to that second and third level. Like, that's just... I get that they were playing against Derrick Henry, but, like, come on, dude. Like, dude, I'm, you, I might be able to have... You're not making any stops at that first level. I might be able to have a 1,000-yard season if I just played the Seattle defense every single week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to my next terrible player. And we all knew this was coming. Kevin King, burnt toast. We said it last oh. year in the championship game. I was the first person that was so surprised when I saw that he got re-signed. For what? And he's just been eating it this year, too, in a make-or-break season for him. He yeah. just got signed on a one-year deal. He needs to prove it. He's just been so bad, especially against the Lions. Their number two was cooking him. Yeah, Quintez Cephas, who is like, actually their number, th- actually their number three. Yeah, disgusting. So I mean, because and, Tyrell Williams and, is out, and get, getting cooked by uh, Kez Callaway week one. It's 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 just not a good, a good season for you. If you're Kevin King, you might want to. I, I don't even know what he could do at this point. He probably shouldn't work at a restaurant with how burnt he is, anyways. Um, so <laughs> well, McDonald's might not be the place for him. But moving on to some scary good players. That's so bad. I don't know why I'm in the scary good, scary bad it's, mindset right it's now. Our, it's our whole thing. It's fun. It's like kind of the same. But um, player that I, that has been absolutely balling out for me, not in the stack column, but in the eye candy column. Oh, I don't want to say the name wrong. Adafe Owe. Yeah, Jason Owe, as, as, yeah. as we saw coming into the draft. Uh, rookie from... Penn State, obviously, we saw them trade Orlando Brown to the Chiefs, and everybody was like, what are you doing? And then they got this edge rusher with that pick, and he was making Orlando Brown look silly. I guess that was which is, Sunday night. Which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, kind of ironic, if you ask me. But um, he's, been, he's been playing really well, doesn't have that many sacks or doesn't have that many um, tackles for loss or anything like that, but he's eating up blocks, he's pressuring these quarterbacks that he's playing against, forcing them to make some bad throws. And, and importantly, too, as he's, a rookie, winning at the, he's winning at the point of attack. Absolutely. His, like his get-off speed is insane. We saw, we saw the 4-4, uh, like 4-4-40 from an edge, and we were like, oh, that's crazy. How's that going to translate this physical specimen? And what's he doing? He's blowing past Orlando Brown, a, a, a Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I have one more. Yeah, and you also said that you were going to say a name that I didn't say. Oh, it was Justin Jefferson. 
Oh, was it JJ? Okay. It was. It was. Um, and that is the Nick Bolton. Surprisingly okay. good, in my opinion, for this Chiefs defense. You know, they have Anthony Hitchens, Daniel Sorensen. Like, they have some decent box players. Decent, yeah. I said decent <laughs> box players. Um, yeah. It's like Blake Martinez, decent box player. You're not going to you, – you know Joe Schobert, no. decent box player. Getting 160 um, tackles. Decent box player, but not going to do anything else. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't too high on the kid out of Missouri. I thought he was a little undersized. But he's been playing very well for these Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, he has he only has 16 total tackles, two tackles for a loss right now. Um, but he's he's really been he's really been solid in that zone scheme that, that the Chiefs have been running. He's making great contact, meeting players at the ball, kind of like how um, I thought Micah Parsons was going to be. Micah Parsons is that guy, you know, but... um, (laughs) He is that guy, pal. Trust me, he is that guy. Um, But Nick Bolton, I wasn't too high on him, and he's been been playing really, really good football uh, for the the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It just just surprised me because, you know, wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. No, I will throw. We go on. Oh, go for I will it. throw. I'll throw one more name into the hat while we're here. Let's hear it. I've been pleasantly surprised with what Jalen Hurts did. He didn't wow me last week, but that mm-hmm. opening win. I I know that the Falcons have the probably one of the worst secondaries in all of football. Yeah, kind of always have, always will. But gosh, he looks so good. And then he but here's, he really didn't disappoint that bad week two. No. He didn't disappoint. But it, he just didn't win. So here's the thing: is that I that this and this is what I was saying when we were, um, when we were talking about who we think is going to win the division. And you go, and now that the Eagles have their QB one, I said, ah, eh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play up to the potential to get them to the playoffs. Obviously, week one, I bit my tongue for a second because I was like, you know, you're still playing against elite level talent. And then week two happened, and I was like, that's what I kind of foresaw coming for the rest of the year. And, you know, I don't know who they're playing next week, but I just – I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to be that guy still. I mean uh, – One of us has to be right, Josh. True. Here's I mean, why you're I, wrong. So here's why you're he's wrong. Ki- he's kind of the fantasy goat, though. I'll throw it out. Like, da- Daniel perfect. Jones is the fantasy goat at this point, just running silly everywhere because he can't throw the damn ball. But looking at – Jalen Hurts, they're playing Monday night against Dallas. Oh, and like, that's going to be you a look good at, game. That's going to be great, but, like, he put up 20 – I mean, he's got he's got close to – or he's got four hundred, a little over 450 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a rushing touchdown. Like – He's playing conservative he's, football. He's playing – yeah, he's playing conservative football. They lose they lose 11-17 to 17 to the 49ers, who are one of the best teams in the NFC – yeah. And he hasn't fumbled the ball. Like he's been playing pretty I just well said, under Sirianni. I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that he's going to be good enough to get them to the playoffs. I think he exploits the Cowboys secondary next week. I think that they I have. Don't. A, I think, I think they have a great front seven. But I just, I think that Jalen Hurts might pop off a little bit on Monday Night Football. I think he those linebackers are going to run him silly. Okay. Oh, I will say though, Micah Parsons is going to be playing a little bit of end next week because of uh, the Dexter Lawrence injury. He's got a uh, surgery on his foot. So Micah Parsons is going to be a little bit more in a three-four scheme edge kind of guy, which but, I think will be very curious to see how he plays it. But I think that 
I mean, Jalen Hurts is faster than him. So I, that's I just I think oh, it's one of those things where man. we'll see, we'll see. Didn't Parsons run a sub four three? I don't think so. Oh. I think that him and Jalen. I think mm, no, not a sub four three. No way. Micah Parsons forty time. That oh, was it was four three nine. So I mean, still four four forty, and I think that Jalen's probably got a four five. But I He's think got a four five nine. At, okay, whatever. Four six to four four. I just want to say you're saying he was faster. One of us had to be right, and I was right. I mean, based on forty time. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. We're taking a little bit of time here. We're gonna go straight to trivia today. I got a bunch of questions for Josh. You guys did not hear okay. me eat it against Heisman winners last week. However, oh, gosh, I thought yeah. that I thought that it would still be appropriate to keep with the college spirit. So we're going college football here. All right. Let me know if you need multiple choice for any of these, okay? Okay, I can do that. Which team has the most players drafted in the first round of the NFL draft? All time? All time. And if you you need multiple choice, I got you. No, I'm going to throw it on Notre Dame. Wouldn't have even been my multiple choice. Let me know if you want multiple choice. Really? (laughs) Yes, sir. Um... I'm still not going to go. Um, is it USC? It is USC. Okay. And then right behind okay. USC, we have Ohio State, Notre Dame, Miami, and Alabama. Wow, no Michigan. No, sir. Which team oh. has been to the most bowl games? Team has been to the most bowl games? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, give me Michigan. It's Alabama. Okay, I can see that. 62 total bowl appearances behind them. Nebraska, Texas, Georgia, and Tennessee. Wow, so literally not even... Okay. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> not even a top five. Okay. Hey, I mean, I ended up... I kind of no, got yeah. that second one. No, 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 no. You're chilling here. You're chilling here. Okay. Uh, which team has won the most overall conference championships? Ooh. This is a tough one. It, and they, they have it, won 46 conference titles in four different conferences they've been around for a while in four different conferences they've been around for a minute is it oh man i'm trying to think of who would be on the brink that they would move around that much um I'll give you a hint if you want. No, I was gonna. You, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I was. I was gonna say a player that went there, but I feel. I feel like I only know that he went there. Um, we have. Well, would, try me. <laughs> Tanner Lee went here. Tanner Lee. Yeah. Oh Jaguars my. quarterback. <laughs> um. Oh, is it? Did he go to Sanford? No, he did not. But the colors are close. Colors are real close. Not Stanford, Sanford. The colors are real close still. Um, if you want, no, no, just, uh, uh, <laughs> I told you, I'm not gonna get it. It is Nebraska. Really? They have won three in the Western Interstate University Conference. Ooh. I feel like that number does not sound right. But they, they've won 46 total conference championships. I mean, they've also been... Yeah, they've been around for a while. That's... Because I think yeah. they were definitely playing 
and then they were in the Big Eight. They were in the Big Eight, and then they're the, and then they were in the Big Twelve after that. Behind them are Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, and USC. Okay, yeah, I think I, I was gonna. I was thinking Oklahoma just because they were kind of in that weird. Are they Big Ten? Are they Big Twelve? Are yeah. they SEC? Like that kind of up in the air stuff. So that was gonna be my my second choice. So. All right, next question here. Which schools have won the most Heisman trophies? There are two. I will take one of the two. Ohio State. And? We'll see if you got um, it. Ohio State's definitely won. It's... Is the other one USC? It's Notre Dame. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes sense for old time's sake. Okay. Um, I have a few more here, and then we're going to go back into... Like... Actually, that might be fun to do during Rivalry Week. Because I have a bunch of, like, which team has won more in, like, these rivals. So I think okay. I think, I think think we'll do that for Rivalry Week. Because I still have three more, like, just normal ones here. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, which year did Notre Dame legend Joe Montana win his first Heisman Trophy? Oh. If you want multiple choice, I got you. It's in 1977. He has never won a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> well, the way you said first, I was yeah. like... No, it's okay. okay I just thought Did that he... was funny. Okay. He's never won it. He's never won it. Yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're okay, over it. Archie, Archie, uh, Archie Griffin, only Archie one who's Griffin. ever won more than one. One, two. Yeah. Only player. All right. This one, if you need multiple choice, I got you. Okay. Who was the first African American player to win the Heisman Trophy? Um. Oh my gosh, I know this. Um. He went to Syracuse. He did. Um. And his name is. Oh my gosh. There's I have two. I have two Syracuse backs on here. But yeah. Well, one one is Jim Brown because he got recruited by this guy. I mm-hmm. there's a movie. There's a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Gosh, it was like he was like the train or oh, not. I'm obviously not Dick Knight Train Lane, um, but he had a nickname. Oh my gosh, I watched this movie. It was it's in a, 1961. It's a, it's a pretty decent flick. Um, I hate myself for not knowing the answer to this, but he yeah he because he recruited Jim ba- Brent, uh, Jim Brown to Syracuse. Yeah. Um, you want it? Name. Ernie yeah. Davis. Ernie Davis. I I was I yeah. All right, last one here. Which of the Heisman Trophy winners? Listen, listen to the question. Okay. Which of the Heisman Trophy winners won the award in the closest Heisman race history? Um, Reggie Bush over Vince Young. He did not. There was one that was even tighter than that. After really? them. Uh, after? I think so. Um, I'm pretty sure it's after. Ooh. Was it was it the year that Brady Quinn lost? It is not. Would you like the answer, good sir? Yes, please. Mark Ingram. Who did he beat out? Oh. Stanford oh, running back? Oh, um, Stanford running back Toby Gerhardt. There it is. He won by a total of five more first-place votes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Vince Young, Reggie Bush. No, that, that, is, was, that, that is a was, phenomenal that guess. Phenomenal guess. But yeah. Wow. yeah, I just saw a video, uh, I think yesterday, maybe it was today, on Mark Ingram at the draft when he got an email from his dad from prison, and he oh. was like, t- 
told it like at like right after he got drafted and he's like we did it dad and like oh broke my heart i think i saw it today actually um but yeah so i guess that does it for this week you got anything else to add um yeah please tell me that <laughs> I, I might hold this for next i don't want to hold this for next week um conor mcgregor does a lot of things well one thing he does not do well is throw out a first pitch um, mm, it's it's good it. to it's good to know that his ankles are fine. He just threw out the first pitch for the for the Cubs. I get it that he's never played baseball. Um, but as there. someone as someone who's as athletic, athletic yeah. as to, as Conor McGregor is, I got, you gotta send it to me. It is a top. It it might be a top five worst first pitch. Did you see? Ever did you see the, did you see the Canelo Alvarez press conference? I think I sent that to you. Oh, where the guy got a, like the his opponent got a cut under his eye. Yeah, he got yeah, comboed. Please. He literally got comboed. Canelo's, please look at this. Yeah, oh, okay, here we go, here we go. Oh, he's in a suit. He doesn't even know we're standing on the mount. <laughs> he just chucked that thing. If that, if that netting wasn't there, the people in the fifth row would have gotten beamed. <laughs> That's so he funny. Threw, he, he threw the ball like he threw a punch. Yeah, he like he like flicked his wrist like mid, mid-slot. That was... It's okay. Okay. Maybe next time we gotta give him some contacts. Maybe that's what he means. But I'm, I'm glad I saw that. I'm glad we saw like, that. Like uh, like Jameis Winston. Oh, well, maybe not after last hey. week. Oh, he got no. He got his LASIK. That's what I was saying. No, I know, but maybe he didn't work after last week. Maybe he's only good for one game yeah. against the Packers. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's yeah. He got his five touchdowns and he said that's all I need for the season. Thank you very much. <laughs> he said I'll I'll cop the check in the off season. So I still can't believe Taysom Hill caught the check. That's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's will crazy, he ever? Man. Will he? Will he ever start a game for them? Who Probably knows? <laughs> I, I think, I think yes. Justin thinks no. <laughs> One of us has to be right. <laughs> uh, it's just bad. Like it used to. It used to fit itself in so naturally, but now. <laughs> but. He's he's Justin Whitwick. I'm Josh Deal. You've been listening to one of us ask you right. We'll catch you next week. Oh, did you?